0: You're listening to hashtag nofilter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you, yeah. they picked us because we're horny. Yeah, right. And right. that's your chronic state. That's what you <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on the real housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Welcome on in, guys. Welcome on in to an all new episode of Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Hopefully you guys had a nice weekend. I know I did. had a bit of a family weekend, but I also kind of took i took like fr- most of Friday and all of Saturday off which gave me an opportunity to watch um, Hocus Pocus 2. Well, it gave me an opportunity to watch a lot. So I'll be doing a lot of different reviews of some of the the latest streaming shows this week and a little bit next week, um, which also uh, gave me a moment to remind you that we have all new episodes of You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie that will now be dropping every Friday instead of Mondays. I know last week we announced uh, that we were launching on Mondays, but we have shifted to Friday. So episodes one and two are out now, exclusively on Spotify's Ringo Reality TV podcast. So head over to Spotify now and listen to episodes one and two of You're Doing Amazing, sweetie, with me and Amelia. And we have a lot of tea to break down today, lots of Housewives dish to spill, but I can't do it alone. Today's guest is a fellow Housewives fans with lots of hot takes on Twitter. He's the editorial director at Equal Pride and the publisher of Out, Out Traveler, and The Advocate. Please welcome Neil Broverman.
1: Hi, guys. How are you? I'm so excited to be here.
0: How you doing, Neil?
1: I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know, I love talking about housewives. So to be able to do it um, and, and with, with a fellow housewife fan is, you know, cause usually I'm doing it in the void of Twitter. Yeah. Um, Which is the worst. <laughs> oh, just, Twitter yeah, is like. Yeah. I mean, I think Twitter we should talk about because I think Twitter wow. is, you know, I think you were touching upon it, how it kind of the, the Twitter reaction to, Everything from like Teresa Judice on Dancing with the Stars to Kathy Hilton, it's it's a little lopsided. Like, I don't I don't you know, we 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 kind of think that Twitter's the world, but it's clearly not. Obviously
0: know? not. I mean, so many people are like, I hate Real Housewives Beverly Hills. It's so toxic. It's unwatchable. But it's literally the number one housewives show on Bravo right now. And I'm like, if it's so toxic and unwatchable, who's watching it?
1: Right. You know, what's weird, too, about Twitter? I don't know. I, I think we we talked about this a little bit is that the the reaction to Teddy Mellencamp is yeah. like on Twitter. She is like villain number one. And I don't I, I don't get it. I mean, I it, like, listen, I'm not like a Teddy. So I didn't even right. watch the show that much when she was on it. But um. so I, I just don't understand the strong the super strong reactions to her on Twitter where it's just like she killed puppies or something. I, I don't. I don't get it.
0: Right. And and for me, I'm like, the number one thing is everyone's like, oh, Teddy is so boring. And then I kind of, and I used to say that
1: too back on
0: when she was on the show. But now I'm just like, but if she's so boring, why can't we stop talking about her?
1: Right, right. She really is a fixation with some people. And it goes beyond like, she's boring. I'm glad she's not here. We're like really vitriolic hate towards her. And it's like, I feel like there's other housewives that have done really egregious things like that. Teddy has not. So I, I don't, it just doesn't seem commiserate, you know, like her, the, the hate towards her with what she's actually done
0: Catherine edwards was boring nobody even remembers her on the show in what season hey. five like six um the season erica came on i think was season six nobody remembers Catherine edwards because she was boring teddy clearly wasn't boring she lasted what a good three maybe four seasons and she
1: at least made a footprint She did. And I mean, she became best friends with Kyle and, you know, Kyle's still very close with her. So, uh, you know, I think part of it too is that Teddy has always been very clear that she wanted to be on the show and that she was upset when she got fired. And that seems to be very, um, some people on Twitter, I'm not saying all the fans, but they seem to, you know, get really offended when it becomes clear that a housewife is upset that she was fired and wants to come back. Like that is so, thirsty. it's yeah. But like, I, I mean, it's a job, and it's notoriety, and it, right. it doesn't surprise me. I think that most.
0: I think most people in that situation would want to be back on television. You know, if it wasn't their choice to leave, and if the opportunity presented itself to return, I'm. Pra- why does that make you thirsty? It makes you. You know, in desire of a paycheck, you know, why would anybody walk away from that opportunity to have the exposure to promote yourself, your business, whatever, and the paycheck like, I don't understand how that makes you thirsty.
1: Yeah, it's this, it's the same. Like the, I hear that with Jill Zarin a lot. And yeah. listen, I I always liked Jill, and I thought she was, you know, and listen. In my capacity as an editor, I I interviewed her years ago, and she was she was wild on the phone. Like she would, she was like, you know, why didn't you put me? We did a Housewives cover years ago on yeah. the on the Advocate, and she was like, well, why didn't you put me on the cover? You know, and she was sort of joking, but sort of not joking, and it, but but nonetheless, she was she was fun. Yeah. She was pleasant. And you know, people are always like Jill's so thirsty. Well, you know, she she helped create Roni, and it, she wants to promote her her company. Like I don't, you know, it's not the worst crime in the world to be a little ambitious and yeah. want to be in a show. I, I don't know. It's but a lot of viewers are really. Don't like when the housewives are upfront about wanting to return. It's it's strange.
0: I think it's because the housewife is open about having their ambition shown with being like, I want to be on television. And I think so many people sitting at home would secretly have that ambition. So when they see that come to the forefront in somebody else, they want to attack that because they haven't come to terms with the fact that they would probably jump at that opportunity should they have that presented in front of themselves. It's all projection. And with me, I've had to make peace with Twitter because I get. Beaten up on Twitter all the time, but I'm also just kind of like, but Twitter is not reality because as li- listen, Teresa Judice and Lisa Vanderpump. I think one of the reasons Teddy Malenkamp gets so much hate is because she won against Lisa Vanderpump, and Lisa Vanderpump has a very loud community on yeah. on Twitter, as does yeah. Teresa Judice. But as you can see, Teresa Judice was just eliminated. She was the second celebrity eliminated from Dancing with the Stars, and that shows you because it's fifty percent viewer call-ins and votes and 50% judges. And so a lot of people are like, oh, well, she was kicked off because she can't dance. I'm like, but 50% of it should have been her loyal community since they're so loud on Twitter. Whether you watch the show or not, you're so loud and you love her so much. Don't you think you would still find a way just to support her?
1: You know? I feel like Teresa, I feel like people who watch New Jersey do like Teresa because she brings the drama. She's glamorous mm-hmm. she looks good you know she, it's all it's centered around her but people who just know of her as a ta- table flipper and know of her as the one who went to prison don't have those warm feelings for her so i'm not super surprised that she didn't excel um on on as with a show that you have to vote yeah you know because i don't think the public has warm feelings towards her because she's the, the, her her you know she's thought of as a criminal by much of the public, you know, she hasn't had a chance to like, you know, um, change the perception of herself. If you haven't watched the show. Yeah. Um, That doesn't surprise me. What I did want to mention about Twitter is that the Kathy Hilton business, I have to wonder, I I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but you know, there's so much um, love for Kathy on Twitter, which that's, that's great for, for Kathy. I wonder, Mm -hmm. do you think that some of it could be bots? Do you think that some of it could be, purchased well,
0: One thousand percent. I think and it, it goes back to like Lisa Vanderpump. She's another great example of somebody that went on like a dancing with the stars totally kicked out early. She had her overserved show on E bombed in ratings. She had her Vanderpump dog spinoff on Peacock, bombed in ratings. She had her NBC show with uh, Rebel Wilson about dogs where she was a coach or training or whatever, bombed in ratings. You know, she hasn't had, she hasn't been able, even though she has such a loud audience on social media, and these are the ones that attack the other women of Real Housewives Beverly Hills and have this hashtag ROBH, mean girls, um, which is so fucking stupid. But so uh, they are so loud on the internet, but they don't translate. So it, it, you, ha- it makes you wonder, are these actual bots? You know, I saw that there was somebody on, um, on Twitter that did like a swat of the women's Instagram accounts. And they found out like Garcelle's Instagram account has the most, the highest percentage of bots bots that support her on Instagram, and she doesn't get a lot of hate on Instagram, nor does she get a lot of hate on Twitter, but she gets a lot of love on social media, which is interesting that she has such a high percentage of, of having bots likely following her, not trolling her, but likely following her, and you see how popular she is on social media, but then you look at her track record, since she joined Real Housewives of Beverly Hills three seasons ago, she launched a podcast, Going to Bed with Garcelle. Bombed. She was on the real, got canceled. Her book came out, was not a New York Times bestseller. Um, she launched a home line, also bombed. You know, and then you have other housewives like Lisa Rena who can go on QVC and they can sell out of their products. She can launch Rena Beauty, and the sales are so well that it then now it's available on Amazon. Erica Jane, on her second season on the show, launched a book, was a New York Times bestseller. You know, she had no celebrities endorsing it. You didn't even see Lisa Vanderpump or Denise Richards send out one tweet in support of Garcelle's book. So this crazy juxtaposition between the amount of love people receive online and how that converts, you know, For me, I even look at it as like, yes, I know I attract a lot of negativity on social media and I have very strong opinions and I have conviction in what I say. But I look at that in terms of like other creators who have all of these supporters and all of this love. But I'm like, but where is the conversion there? Because I know if I tell people, hey guys, I just launched a new wine, you know, go check it out, they'll go and they'll actually buy it. You know, people support me in a way that I think, even though my audience may seem a little smaller, the retention and the loyalty seems so much stronger
1: right right yeah and it's funny too you mentioned about garcelle i I feel like garcelle doesn't need however she's getting the, the support you know whether she's buying it or not. I, you know, she, to me, she's such a, a, genuine warm personality that it's not translating into, you know, success in these other ventures, you know, I, I don't know, for whatever reason that may be, but I think, you know, Garcelle is, is just a, you know, she's kind of like Kyle, you know, she's just, she's, 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 she's a potential center of the show yeah. um, because she's, she's likable. And the funny thing to me about, you know, to, to kind of segue into to Kyle is that, you know, the, the, Twitter tide has really turned against her, you know, and she's kind of lumped into that hashtag that you just mentioned. Um, I don't get that. And, you know, full disclosure, I did, you know, as part of my job, interviewed Kyle 10 years ago, a long time ago. I met her once for for a minute. She was very pleasant. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know, Liz. I don't know Kyle Richards, but I, I like her on my TV, but it's just funny, the level, the, it, it, again, it doesn't seem commiserate, like, towards what she's done you know a lot of people say she ruined kim she brought kathy on the show she ruined her sisters Kim and Kathy are adults. They signed those papers. They decided to come on. And let's be real. Kim is a
0: monster. I love Kim on my television. She's so entertaining. But Kim is a monster. And she was like, I think Kyle is the biggest whipping post amongst those three sisters. And I think the other two of them really bully her. And it is funny, you know, you compare Kyle to Garcelle. They are very similar, right? And I feel like all the things people love about Garcelle are all the same things they hate about Kyle, which is such an interesting double standard um to me i don't think kyle is as polarizing as people make her out to be
1: i don't either and i think the the, a lot of the hate towards kyle and i and i don't like when people say this is you know when they're like oh they're jealous or jealous i do think that some of it with kyle is is jealousy i mean you know kathy said it in the last issue you know she does it all you know who knows what's going on behind the scenes but but all you know by what we see, her daughters are lovely. They love her. Her husband is a fan favorite. She's acting in movies. She has a beautiful home. She's got tons of friends. You know, I I I can understand when some people they're they don't like that. You know, she does seem to have it all. So I but I, you know, when they try to Paint Kate Kyle as monster. I don't get it. I don't see where that comes from. When you said what you say about Kim, yeah, Kim has said terrible things about people. I mean, which she, you know, people say that Rena was so awful to Kim. Kim was pretty terrible to Rinna in Pretty that terrible same table scene that they love
0: to play about Lisa yeah. Rinna throwing the glass on the table right. and reaching at Kim. Like you can compare that to so many other scenes that like Kim was no little, you know, innocent chihuahua that was just crawling in the yeah. corner. Kim was like, let's talk about the husband. You're a beast. Right. Shut your effing mouth. He,
1: like you know, saying eat a piece about of bread. How- yeah. Eat a piece of bread. She she talked about Taylor um, Taylor's lip. I mean, she yeah. went after people's appearances a lot, and um, you know, it it just yeah. So the, to, the painting of Kim and Kathy as sort of these angels is just it's or victims or victims that they're innocent it, and that Kyle's
0: evil and Kyle and here have you read House of Hilton?
1: I haven't, but I watched
0: your podcast oh about it, so
1: I know it through you.
0: I want to do, like, a full recap for the podcast because the book club is only on YouTube, but I feel like it's so relevant now that I might rehash some of that stuff and just do, like, a one-hour recap of the... Or maybe not even a full hour since Kathy's only the focus of half of the book, Big Kathy. But it's so wild because these sisters were raised to compete with each other and to be, you know, try to one-up each other because they were all trying to gain the affection and adoration of their mother. And she would purposefully... You know, pick a favorite at the moment to make the other two feel insecure and then compete for her love. And it was just, you know, and so that's why I understand their dynamic now. And I think, you know, if any of them, Kyle's probably the only one that's still, you know, has that need to please Um, and that's why she kind of is the whipping post to her two sisters but I think Kathy being the oldest I think is probably the one that embodies her the most and we see some of Kim's erratic behavior and we see she did the mother-daughter experiment where she went on with I think it was her daughter Brooke and she was fighting with one of the other women and she was like really getting in her face and taking off her jacket and like ready to fight and then it kind of makes sense that you hear these stories of their mother and a lot of these behaviors that we heard from this book that's, what, at this point almost 20 years old? All these things that we read about in this book have been, you know, sprinkled in the characteristics amongst these three women.
1: I thought it was interesting in the last episode that Rinna, you know, she, listen, I do think Rinna was a little strident in that episode, but I think she, she was making points and she kept saying to Kyle listen, and to Kathy, you know, you need therapy. I I would suggest thing, you know, going to therapy. I don't think things are going to get better until you do. And you have to wonder, you know, has Kathy ever done that? Um, Because, you know, I think Rinna was making a point, like, where is this anger coming from? What, like, you know, we all have complicated relationships with our siblings. Never in my wildest dreams would I ever think to say, I want to destroy my brother. I want to destroy his family. Um sisters are a little different.
0: I've but heard I- some of the things that Kathy allegedly said, and they are so like wild that I understand why these women were
1: so appalled by it. Well, and I think too, wasn't Rina, you know, and I'll get more into Rina in a bit, but um, she she was insinuating to me, she was insinuating that something even darker was said that that the names, you know, and I think that harkens back to the rumors about something homophobic or something racist may have been said. Cause to me, she was kind of dancing around the subject. I could have been, you know, just interpreting it wrong, but it seems like she was, she was dancing around that, 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 like, if you want to go there, Kathy, let's talk about some of the names that you said. And I don't think it's just this one's stupid and this one should be fired. It sounded like she was ready to go there. And She just posted something, I think, this weekend about we don't share the same beliefs. Yeah. And um, I think she's I don't know. I don't know what happened. But where did those rumors start? that something homophobic or racist was said. I don't know.
0: And they started at the club. They didn't start with Lisa Rinna's retelling of these things, these other women. And my understanding is that the women spoke about it on camera and it was not aired. And I also understand why Bravo wouldn't want an air An accusation like that, because without actual proof of it, like that's a really big accusation to put out there and to air on the show. So I do understand them, you know, concealing it not necessarily to protect Kathy, but to just kind of protect the network and the show itself. Well, Andy,
1: will Andy bring it up? Though that's what I'd like to know. I, I mean, hear it
0: comes up at the reunion. I hear it's said, like the words are said at the reunion. The women discuss it again, whether or not it'll air. I know that it was spoken about during the filming. It was these things were said on camera. Um, the edit that we're getting doesn't appear to be reflective of what these women were saying. Um, but then here's the other thing. So we have these moments that were shown to us in the mid-season trailer. Remember at Erica's hair launch? Par- well, one, we have yeah. a, a lunch with Crystal and and Rinna that sh- looks like it took place after Crystal's birthday where okay. they're sitting down and Rinna's like, the things that were said were dark. And Crystal's like, what? They're really that dark. And she's like, yes, they're really that dark. And then we have a second that was not shown in this week's episode. And then we have a second clip that was from Erica's pretty mess pop-up party where she's, says if i can be ripped apart orphans and or widows and earrings then kathy needs to own her shit too so these things were discussed we're right. not seeing that and now the hair pretty mess pop-up party is is gone that's we already got that full scene now we're moving into the finale where we have garcelle's party and then kyle's party so it seems like those things were completely removed from whatever the storyline was supposed to be when the mid-season trailer dropped
1: well, Zach. I mean, you can speak. You read House of Hilton. I, there was, you know, I know in the podcast you talked about there were certain things. You know, um, I believe Kathy was dating one of the Jackson Five, mm-hmm. and in the book, I mean, according to the author, Big Kathy didn't she say, "I don't want you dating one of the Jacksons because yeah, because he's black. black." Yeah, and we're talking about you know. And, and <laughs> you know, not only that, others...
0: but the conflict in that of being like, I want my daughter to date someone famous because that was a big priority. And so right. Big Kathy's conflict, according to the author, was do I want her to date one of the Jackson five because I don't want her. And this, I think, came from a story from one of Big Kathy's friends that's interviewed in the book where she remembers Big Kathy coming to her and having this conflict of like, I want my daughter to date somebody famous. Yes, but I, I don't want her to date someone that is black.
1: Right. I mean, listen, we, we don't know. That's according to the book. I, I mean, what we do know and, you know, sorry to go there, but like there are those videos of Kathy's daughters saying terrible things. Yeah. Um, they were young women at the time. But where were those words coming from? You know, I, I didn't have those words growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying my parents were perfect, but but where did Paris and Nikki hear those words? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's suspect. And um uh you know i you know a lot of people talk about the friendship with trump i i you know again they were new york hoteliers in the 80s i get it but you know kathy is still going to his events and i mean this is a man she skipped, this, yeah she skipped
0: people. the reunion to go to his party in in florida she skipped the reunion, right. and you know it's like okay sh- or not the reunion sorry she skipped the finale
1: the finale party not the reunion Right. Exactly. I don't know. I, I listen. I I've just feel strong. I mean, you know, I people political affiliation is one thing, but it's right. like, you know, we know that Donald Trump has done. He, Donald Trump is not like Mary Cheney. You know what I mean? Like he has done or not. Um, uh, yeah. Mary Cheney. I mean, he he's done terrible, terrible things. And the fact that she's still co-signing him by going to events sponsored by him. I don't know. I mean, you could use your Daffy personality and say, oh, I didn't know, but come on. Come on, Kathy. Well-
0: let's talk about crystal because I feel like crystal has the biggest double standard here where she's like, I believe Kathy. Um, and then we see her at Erica's party being like, I think it's, it's problematic that somebody's even requesting Billy Jean. And how do these women know that this isn't problematic? Well, it's like, but the person requesting Billy Jean was Kathy Hilton. And last season we see Kathy Hilton speaking so highly of her dear friend, Michael Jackson, and Bush. how she doesn't see color. And those words came out of her mouth. Sutton yeah. was the one that was put in the hot seat. And those words, didn't necessarily come out of Sutton's mouth she was kind of dancing around that topic when Crystal called Sutton out on that but those words came out of Kathy's mouth right. and Crystal right. doesn't seem to have that same standard with Kathy or holding Kathy's feet to the fire the way that she did Sutton and yet here she is judging these women about you know judging Cherie saying that oh I, I still like Billie Jean and, she, and Crystal's like it's no wonder these women think that don't right. think that it's problematic uh you know and but yet Kathy's the one requesting Billie Jean and speaking so highly of her, her dear friend, Michael Jackson. So it's like where, you know, and I think Crystal's the biggest flip flopper. And I think she just goes with, you know, wherever the tide takes her in terms of, you know, I liked Crystal last season cause she seemed to really have a backbone and stand on her own, especially when she was going up to Sutton. But I feel like this season she just totally crashed and burned because she, nobody knows who she is. I think she's right. so disingenuous at this point.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. That whole, Exchange was bizarre. I mean, you know, um, I don't. I, I don't know where. I think maybe Crystal feels an allegiance to Kathy because she kind of brought her on in the show. But um, and I do think that Kathy, you know, has Harvest fostered this sort of like Daffy rich lady personality, and so people are kind of like, oh, Kathy, whatever. You know, you know, you still like Michael Jackson. You don't see color, sure. But and I guess as a younger woman, she seems a little more with it. So she's held to the fire, but but I don't think Kathy is that naive. And, and I think Rina was 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 poking that. And she was saying you're not gonna get away with it with your tears and and you're you're just um I, I know what's up here, you yeah. know, and I and I'm not gonna cut you a pass like everyone else does, like Crystal does. Um and I and I, you know. Listen, and I do think that Kathy does have a lot of power and people are intimidated by her. And I think you have to, Rena Rena is probably, you know, feels a little, I mean, she said she felt threatened. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want the Hiltons after me. Um, so I, I get it. And I, I do think a lot of people kind of treat her with kid gloves, Kathy yeah. with kid gloves because of her status and her wealth. I saw Um, somebody
0: I saw someone post on Instagram saying Kathy could steal from orphans and widows and I would still support her because the way Rinna is treating her is so bad
1: you know I don't it's it's weird to me okay so about Rinna so 20 years ago when I I started working in PR I worked at a PR firm and we represented her and Mm -hmm. so she was a client of ours and so I would take her to events and walk her to red carpets I, I thought she was a who I thought she was she was funny. She was a a girl, a girl's girl, a gay guy's girl. She, she you know, I didn't have issues with her. There were people she didn't like at our agency that she made clear. But, you know, I you know, we weren't best friends. We worked yeah. together. So I have warm feelings towards her. I saw her maybe six years ago and I went up to her. I think it was like she did not remember. <laughs> at all. Um, but then I like, was like, remember I worked at this PR for, oh yeah. You, You know, so I think it, it, it sprung in her mind a little bit, but so I have no allegiance to Rinna, but I do, you know, when I did know her, I liked her. So aside from that, I, I don't get, you know, listen, I, I feel like she's slid into the villain role and people are so happy to like, to, to cast her as that, but I don't, I don't get it. I think she was a little strident at that talk, you know, with Kathy, but listen, I, you know, and, and so people are very upset that there's no footage of the psychotic break, but um, she's never denied it. You know, Kathy never denied that she was acting like a monster. You know, she could have easily said it wasn't that bad, Lisa. It was not that big a deal. I was upset. I think you're exaggerating it. I think you're going overboard. If she said that, then the editors cut it because she. Ne- we never yeah. saw any sort of denial, any sort of like you're exaggerating. She didn't even
0: say that. Even Lisa's um, reference to the words you were calling people, there's no denial of it
1: right right and i don't think it's easy just from what we've witnessed for kathy to apologize but she was very clear that she had to apologize to all the women including her sister and um you know so so i think she was she knew it was pretty damn bad and uh you know and i think kyle was really trying to get an answer as to why she would go there you know and and i think lisa was right there was no resolution Why? why would you think those terrible things i mean i clearly i thought that they had gotten past some of their business. But if she's harboring such dark feelings for her sister, I don't know. I, I guess at that point, it, when you've gone through that much, maybe it's best to just brush it off. I, I don't know. I can't speak to it, but but um, I, speaking for myself, I, I don't have the inclination to say I'm going to ruin almost anyone. Yeah. Like that's th- just not part of my wheelhouse.
0: The other interesting part is I feel like one, we don't ever really hear Kyle openly be like shocked that her sister behaved this way. Even when she said that she was oh. seeing the text messages that Rinna was sending Erica at while Erica was still at the club. And Kyle's like, I saw it and I didn't even want to like Kyle's like, I just didn't even want to deal with it. It's kind of right. seeming like Kyle's probably seen this before. Like if somebody says she that you yeah. yeah. If somebody says one of your siblings is having a psychotic break and is melting down at your house and your first reaction is I don't want to deal with that. That tells me that maybe we've seen this behavior before and we just know she needs to Tasmanian devil herself to bed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you know, Kyle said so, like said to Kathy, you've yelled in my, you screamed in my face before. Yeah. I just haven't really done it in front of other people and maybe when there were camera phones around. Um, so I, I think, you know, it's a familiar thing with Kyle. And, you know, Kyle, uh, I think the previous episode said, you know, Whatever Kathy is upset about, it's going to be my fault. Like, I know that I'm going to be blamed for it. So, you know, and I think, I think Kyle was blamed. This is insinuated throughout the show that Kyle was blamed by Kathy for bringing Kim onto the show when, as we've discussed, Kim is a grown adult and made the decision to go on the show. Um, You know, the the whole thing about Kim, about Kyle creating a show about their mom, which, from I've never seen the show. I think you saw it, right? I saw you saw American Woman. You know, from what I've read and seen, is that it's not a derogatory um, depiction of their mother. It's so- the opposite.
0: I was surprised when I read House of Hilton and then compared it to American Woman because American Woman makes it seem like their mother was abandoned by their father. He cheated and left her for another woman. And then the mom had to just she didn't know what to do and she didn't know how to survive. And she had to, you know, she had to work and then she put the girls in show business to help bring money in. And when we read House of Hilton, we see that Big Kathy was no meek woman. She was very, you know, strategic and very driven driven and ambitious from a very young age. Right. So
1: it's, it, yeah, the, the, it's strange to me. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know the the how it all went down. Maybe Kyle, you know, signed the papers for the show and didn't bring it up to her sisters. I can understand being a little annoyed about that. At least run it by me. But it wasn't like sh- they were just, I don't even think Kathy was a character in the show. So, I, you know, it's strange, you know, and then, and then Kathy doesn't speak to her for years. But I mean there then there was a business with the the agency. Who knows what went what went down there? But you know, when your siblings, there's things like this that go down, and you you know, you gotta kind of you gotta let it die. And it seems like Kathy has not.
0: I would also say that based off of some of the behavior that we've seen some of Kathy Hilton's children exhibit and some of the words that have come out of their mouth that we've seen on footage, and the clips right. are circulating on Twitter now, and some of the things that Kathy has allegedly be uh, has allegedly said and been accused of saying, I wouldn't be surprised if their issues with Mauricio were a lot deeper than just the agency.
1: Right, and yes. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, saying. yeah, if you can I catch my breath. I wouldn't be surprised either. And let's, and, you know, we, we were talking about Paris and Nikki and I don't, I don't mean to just, you know, um, you know, just dump on them because there's, Kathy has sons too. And I know one of them um, was arrested near Palm Springs and was saying the most vile things to the cop, you know, racist, homophobic, I can buy you, that kind of thing. He had a meltdown on a plane was saying like, I, I own, I can buy all you people, you know, it's like. Where does that sense of entitlement? I, I, you know, listen. I, you can't blame the parents for everything, but I mean, that's that's really gross. And and um, I, I don't know. I, I these these are young, general, generally young people, and to be harboring such horrible, outdated, um, takes on on race and homosexuality is is shocking to me and and you have to think where is this coming from
0: yeah and uh. just their outbursts i mean we even remember when paris hilton or when Lindsay lohan accused paris hilton of of punching her and beating her up because she was upset with right. her you yeah. know so it's like we've seen these things or we've heard allegations for a very long time um we've never heard these things about any of kyle's kids
1: No, never. And, and, you know, it's, it's kind of been brushed over and, you know, we, you know, Paris has been having this, like they've they've been trying to resuscitate her career and bring her back into the public spotlight. You know, she had that documentary and listen, I think I applaud what she's doing with, you know, um, trying to end, you know, some of the asylums that she was thrown into. Well, that's another thing, you know, she would, Paris was tossed into this, you know, kidnapped in
0: kidnapped neo she was kidnapped and placed yeah. into this willingly right. w- her parents signed her up for this and watched these men take her away
1: right so you know that's another thing and and i you know i'm i'm glad that paris is speaking out against that and that has become a mission in her life but you know it feels like when when the documentary came out and we were talking about paris again generally in in the media um it was not brought up that she that the, there's this history of of these really awful comments and and not just about people of color but about gay people she several times said gay people are gross and you know so I, it's it's just weird that sometimes with the Hiltons they get scrubbed clean of their past and you know it, I, I don't think everyone gets that second chance you know it's it's strange that people aren't always like well remember has Paris ever apologized for this has Kathy ever said I you know I don't know, I Apologize for any of her kids' behavior because it's really horrible, some of some of what they've done.
0: Yeah, and, and there's footage of it. You know, everyone wants to drag up. I think recently on the internet they were bringing up some tweets that Lisa Rena put out about her time on Celebrity Apprentice and how um, – oh, my God, who was she? There was someone that she – one of the um, – black cast members on the show lisa i guess yeah. didn't get along with and so she tweeted about them um and so star but, jones was, i think it was yeah, yeah. star jones that's it. star jones and i think uh Dionne warwick were both with lisa Wren, and i think she didn't like them or tweeted so i haven't seen the tweets themselves but yeah. i saw chatter online about how she was she said something about them and people were trying to resurface that and be like oh well lisa Wren is racist but it's like well, have you seen the videos of Paris? You know, I have know. you seen about Kathy's kids? And again, like you said, those things don't come from
1: nowhere. Um, they don't come nowhere, and I don't think that you know. No one is saying Lisa Rinna's an angel. Yeah, I, right. I don't, there are Two two things two truths can be true. You know, two things can be true at once. You know, and um, I, I just don't think this. What about is and well, look at what Lisa did. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it's not fine. It's it's bad, but it's right. just like it doesn't justify the act. What we're hearing, Kathy may have said, and what her kids have clearly said, and mm-hmm. um, some of the actions that Kathy's done. It's just I, I don't. It's just strange that she says hunky dory once, and now everyone's just like she's
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. and again
0: to that that point of like you know when there was that comment that somebody posted, it, it was. A feed post I don't remember the account but it was a feed post that somebody had had written saying Kathy can literally rob orphans and widows and I you know would still support her because of the way Rinna's treating her and I'm just like what is this reality we're going to beat up Erica for the orphans and widows things but we're saying it's okay if Kathy does it and we're upset with the way Rena is treating Kathy when let's just take that last scene with, with Rena and Kathy and we fa- we rewind five minutes and we see the scene with Kyle and Kathy and Kyle's literally there in tears and and kathy's giving her the look like kyle kyle like pull it together the way she's talking to her and then people are upset that kathy then has heard crocodile tears about her friend with cancer that she hasn't even told her sister about you know and and lisa's like you're not going to get away with this with me like you're not just going to break down and cry and say that you know you have this person in your life that has cancer and all of a sudden everything's you know supposed to be hunky-dory because you're going through something
1: right now you know Right. Yeah. I thought that was telling when, when Kyle was just like trying to get a real response from her sister about where this, this anger comes from. And she kind of got shut down and, um, you know, and it was, it was a bit condescending. It was, it was very much big sister talking to a child and saying, okay, we're not going there. We're done. Have a bracelet and shut up. Have a bracelet and shut up. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I felt very bad. You know, I, I look, I don't know. People like to vilify Kyle, but I do. I I am in in the camp where I think she's endured a lot with with her sisters. And I think having a sister who has had substance abuse problems is not easy. Um, And uh, having a a sister who married into a super wealthy family that can do anything and and, and knows everyone um, is not easy. You feel very indebted to them, especially. And I bet that was sort of the role that was played until Kyle started getting her own success where it was like, you know, your husband needs a job. Yeah. Okay, well, he can work at the agency. You know, you need, you know, help buying this house, whatever it may be. Um, but then the roles reversed a little, not reversed, but Kyle didn't need Kathy's money and status anymore. And, you know, who knows how that was received? You know, Kim for a long time has been very indebted to Kathy. Um, and And Kyle, maybe 10 years ago, it did was in the same role, but that changed maybe not 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, but it changed. And, um, you know, Kyle is now doing her own thing and, and I'm hoping that she was, Kathy was true. It was being honest and really just feel happy for her and is proud of her, not resentful.
0: Um, I I think she's resentful. I mean, come on, you look at the way the mothers raised them, the mother raised them. And like Kyle is, on she's you know the main star of real houses of beverly hills or a main cast member if you don't want to call her the star a main cast member she's over here in the halloween franchise which is one of the biggest you know halloween horror franchises in that genre
1: um she, she's doing I mean, those commercials for um, um, and the for- nfl Yeah, she was, and she's doing Hallmark movies. I mean, she said she's working her
0: ass off and she wasn't lying. And Kathy's not working. Kathy's not working in entertainment, really, other than doing, you know, uh, reality TV that's really Paris. Kathy had a, what, a a, Who Wants to Be a Hilton reality show that bombed many, many years ago. Kathy's never written a book. Kathy's never really done anything that's given her, you know, commercial recognition in that way. Um, And, what did like what's Kathy's claim to fame that she's a gold digger that married rich, you know, people love to drag Erica for marrying rich, you know, and it's like, can't call Erica a gold digger and not call Kathy Hilton a gold digger too. Um, Because someone
1: said, you know, she's, she's been known as someone's husband and then someone's mother and then someone's sister. And I'm sure that's a bitter pill to swallow. You know what I mean? And uh, it seems like she does have a good sense of humor and I'm sure part of her, uh, I can only assume feels a little, um, upset that she she's always been sort of the side character. She's been someone's plus one. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, being a fan favorite on Housewives has probably given her something that she's either didn't know she wanted or, or wanted for a long time.
0: You know, what's you know? interesting in reference to Kim is if we go back to the fight with Kyle and Kim in the limo at the end of season one, the finale, when Kyle talks about taking care of Kim and you, yeah. and you think Kyle and Mauricio didn't have the success that they have now that they had then? So the most successful sister would have been Kathy and her husband Rick. Why was it Kyle's responsibility to then take care of Kim? Because Kyle's saying in the limo, "My husband's taking care of you as if you yeah. were a second wife. You were, you know, right. in and out of rehab, and you have a drinking problem, and we've still taken care of you." Right. I think that's I very. I mean,
1: in House of Hilton, it said that that the Richards. Um, the, their father, who who adopted Kathy, C- I think, and yeah. and was sort of a de facto father for Kathy, that that you know she was. Um, kind of turned away from them at a certain point and, and wasn't, you know, kind of washed her hands of, of um, the Richards, um, the dad, I don't, I forget his first name. Um, So I don't know. I mean, and and it's one of the Richards second wife or or following wife after big Kathy described Kathy as very self-involved. So I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Kathy was living in New York and couldn't take care of, couldn't help Kim, but, Um, Well, it was,
0: yeah, it was Ken's third wife after Big Kathy, Sylvia, and she claims that because he was really sick, he had developed a terminal cancer, and they had, they were overwhelmed with medical bills. This is all according to the book. They were overwhelmed with medical bills, and they were buried in debt. They came to Rick Hilton and Kathy several times, and they turned them away, would not help them out financially. And then eventually, they loaned them $10,000 that they had to ultimately sell their house in order to pay back Kathy and Rick.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. And I don't know all the backstory, but yeah. it's, um, I, I, it, yeah, it seems like Kyle, least according to her was the one that was really kind of lifting up Kim during her, her hard times. Um, I'm sure Kathy had her hands full with Paris too, but you know, um, I don't know if, from everything we've read and we, it, and we've seen it's, it's hard for me to have too much, um, uh, feel too bad for Kathy. Yeah. Um, and, and, I know that's going against the grain. I think you feel the same way. And I know that's, you know, when you, when you kind of voice that on Twitter, it, it you get a lot of blowback, but, um, it, I'm just going from what I've seen and read. And, yeah. um, yeah, I feel, I do feel, I think Kyle has, has shouldered a lot with those, with that family, yeah. but I do think the dynamic is so fascinating. And, and I think it's what makes Beverly Hills such a great show. And I think it was getting her on the show kathy really rejuvenated it in a way um but i don't think she's gonna return do you i think she will oh
0: considering how much she's been able to get away with this season i think she'll come back knowing (laughs) that she you know because it's like she they're not going to come at her again i don't think they can i think at this point like, Kyle wants to just move on. Like, I think Kathy knows she can run these other women off the show because we've even seen Kyle was just doing an Amazon Live this week where she says that, you know, she's having she loves Erica and Rinna, but she's having a hard time with them since all of this has kind of come out. And, you know, right now she feels the closest to Sutton and Garcelle. And I think that's Kyle already being like, I need to, you know, go with the fan favorites. And Kyle, I think, is going to buckle and realize she has to just play nice with her sister and she has to go with what the fans want. I think it's going to end up killing the show. But, you know, we'll have to see. I can't imagine Bravo doing a major cast overhaul considering how high the ratings are right Right. now. I just, I can't imagine that happening.
1: I I said to you, I think that it must be it's super I don't imagine the production cost for the show. I mean, you know, reality TV is not that expensive to produce because you're just filming at a restaurant or someone's home, but what they're paying, Kyle, what they're paying, you know, even Garcelle, I mean, and you have a huge cast. So I don't know how, you know, yeah. I mean, it's working, but I, I imagine that there's going to be some pressure to start relieving, you know, some of those really high paid women on the show. I'm sure Erica gets paid quite well, Rina um you know the producers are gonna look to be cutting a little fat if you know what i mean yeah. um but you know and i think By they Crystal. did that with Rony, and it didn't work
0: yeah Rony totally blew up crashed and burned in front of them um and i feel like they're really gonna struggle to get it back on track because i don't think this reboot is going to be successful um and i don't know well, how much longevity legacy has
1: i don't know yeah i I would watch Legacy because, you know, I'm old and I, you know, I watch those. I would watch it, but I just don't think it has the the shelf life
0: that the classic had.
1: Agreed. And I I do know that they've had casting issues with the new one. Um, Remy Ma was supposed to be in it, the rapper, um, and that fell through because she lived in New Jersey. But that's so funny to me that that's such a big deal. Like, I mean, don't most of the women of Beverly Hills, they live in Pasadena or they live you know, yeah. like I don't,
0: I don't think know, any it, of them actually live in Beverly Hills, right? And the thing is, I feel like New York housewives, like an actual woman working and doing a hustle and bustle in New York, it's very common to live in Jersey and work in New York,
1: ah, or Connecticut, or yeah, yeah. it's it's strange that that would be a sticking point. Maybe that actually wasn't the sticking point. That was just the sticking point that the that Page Six Got picked up know, on, yeah. was was given. Um, so I know that, and then the the finale is all about like who's leaking to the press for Beverly Hills. It's all about who's leaking to the press. I think that they think that storyline is a lot more interesting than viewers do. Um, So we'll see how that finale closes out, but you know, it, it seems to come up on every show. Someone leaks something to the press. I mean, the, well, this is the whole Lucy Lucy yeah. Apple Juicy business. Um, and it's like, oh God, are we going ha- here again? And the
0: audience isn't dumb because we also know that it's not just the women who can leak things to the press. Right. There are assistants. <laughs> there are production people. There are producers that know that this is going to drive a storyline. So it's right. very common for it to not just be a cast member on the show to leak it. To, I think the cast at this point knows that they don't have to leak things to the press anymore or at all, yeah. because somebody else is going to say a hairstylist that saw something on set, something, you know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I was watching it. I watched Atlanta this season and I, I actually enjoyed it. I don't know what your thoughts were. I enjoyed Marlo. I think her storyline was very interesting. Um, yeah. But other than that, it was a little stale. Stale, yeah.
0: Um, it w- I had high expectations for Atlanta this season, but I think what it is is we've just, these shows have been on so long that they're just kind of naturally growing stale and we're kind of just losing, we're not shocked by a lot of any of this stuff anymore. And I think that's the issue. I think that's what happened with New York. I think that's what's happening right now with Atlanta is it's just even bringing Sheree back, I don't think had the moment that we thought it was going to have. Like, I think we need to start Closing out some of these shows and moving into a legacy model where you know we do one season, every season of legacy should be New York, Atlanta, like similar to like Ultimate Girls Trip, where we catch up with the core central figures and use that as a way to put a nice little bow on the franchise and and move it forward, you know. And I think we could have done that with Atlanta, where we brought back Sheree in a legacy way, you know. Maybe brought back some of the other, you know. Now that Phaedra's back in good graces with the fans, you know, I think there's a way to kind of put. all together because like how great would have legacy have been with seeing the she by sheree fashion show like that to me would have been just such a good moment for the fans
1: agreed i'll say this about phaedra i i thought she was super hilarious you know who she reminded me of on ultimate girls trip like dolly parton yeah like she just was super funny and sexy and just comedic relief but you know i i didn't i was I think she was lacking some candor. And, you know, there was that moment yeah. where they were like, talk about your exit from the show. And she wouldn't say a peep. And it's like, come on, Phaedra. She's like- a
0: good friend of. I don't think she can be a full-time housewife because, like you said, she doesn't give us everything that we need. But when we put her in this reduced capacity, she can deliver funny sound soundbites. She can be a hunky-dory type of character. You yes, know what I mean? Exactly. And it's great.
1: She could actually, I mean, she should be on a show. Like she should like, even, even Marcel, I think I'm, I'm mispronouncing her last name. She, she's acting a lot. I feel like Phaedra could act a lot cause she's got, she's just a natural personality. But when you do these shows, you got to put your life out there yeah. and listen, it's not the easiest thing, but you have to do it or it's just, it's not going to work, you yeah. know? Um. And so that was a little disappointing about Phaedra. So um everyone's like bring her back i don't know i don't think I mean, we need to bring her back no no um yeah who else? i mean i liked you know the the i don't know the, well, when mom was talking about her childhood i thought that was very yeah touching and um and i thought that kenya's reaction was really i don't know i i kenya was was pretty cruel in that reunion i thought but um but that's you know that's kenya, that's kenya. you know yeah. So, and um, she,
0: she is the villain. What do you think about them bringing Vicky and Tamara back to OC this season? So I
1: can't speak too much about OC, but I did watch girls trip. I thought, um, I thought Tamara was, was really came off really well on girls trip. I thought she was likable and funny and honest and present. Um, so good. I was happy for Tamara. Um, Vicky, uh, I don't know. This was Vicky's
0: moment, and she totally tanked it on Girl's Trip.
1: I mean, listen, she brought the drama. She was I mean, clearly she had gotten dumped the day before. That is pretty terrible. Listen, Um,
0: I would go in full on heartbreak. I would go on, you know, missing an arm, and I would still deliver. You know, Vicky, I would not crawl up in bed and be like, I'm sad. Like, no, I would go, and I would be like – if this is my chance to get back on the show, I'm all in. And that's what Tamara did and Vicky didn't and Tamara got her full-time contract. So Vicky was now spotted filming at lunch with Tamara and with Shannon, the Trace Amigas, um, seeming to kind of wrap up their sort of story. I think when Bravo's wrapping up these old stories like the She by Sheree fashion show, giving Marlo her peach, kind of bringing Vicky, Tamara and Shannon together, I think that's very writing on the wall that this is all coming to an end soon if we're starting to to tie up loose
1: ends and kind of you know i mean it's if you think about the new women on atlanta like i you know i like drew to it to a point to but a point. like i you know some of it seems forced like that whole nonsense with sheree and like the the assistant the like that bone. yeah you know and i think they called her out in the reunion that she was looking for a storyline you know um and so- sonia i i mean, I don't know. Sonia seemed like she was working real hard. Like it didn't come off as super genuine. So it's, you know, I don't think they, they're not, they're not bad housewives, but I don't think they've clicked in a huge way. So as far as the continuation of the show, we'll see. I mean, I think Marlo's compelling, um, but I don't know. I yeah. mean, they could bring some women in that really click. Um, I don't, I, I started watching salt Lake and then stopped. And then I watched my husband. and I watched the, uh, the premier, and he's he's an ex Mormon, so he's kind of vested in Salt Lake, and they real and there was a lot of interesting storylines about um, Whitney leaving yeah. the church, uh, and that was interesting. It's interesting to me when they when they kind of go outside of like the, the the relationships between the women and like the bickering and talk about something that really means something important to them. And clearly, the Mormon Church has weighed on Whitney a lot, and that was I thought that was a good exchange. Um, and I thought the premiere was, was pretty good. Um, Meredith was like, it's it, Meredith, <laughs> you know, clearly what Lisa Barlow did to her was, was terrible, yeah. but she, it's like Lisa Barlow shot her with a BB gun or, or let's say a, 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 a handgun. And Meredith responded with a bazooka. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow. You know, yeah. it's hard to the high ground after you were like, she's having affairs. She's a trans. You know, it's just everything yeah. she could say about Lisa Barlow came out.
0: I think that's why it's really hard with housewives now, like to your point about like drew trying so hard. And now we see Meredith coming in so hard and this isn't Meredith from what we've gotten of her in the past two seasons. And I love Meredith and I've had her on this show and she was great to chat with, but it's just like, I didn't love that. It feels like Meredith is trying too hard to be a housewife. Even yeah. her moment where she was sipping on the, um, where she had the mug, Mug and she came out and the mug said I love New York on it even that to me didn't yeah. land the way that I think people really seem to enjoy it because to me I was like it's so obvious that there's nothing in that mug it's so obvious that that was such a forced sort of moment like the way she's holding the mug like she didn't even take a real sip of it like it was just like I'm like Ugh, it could have been if we just had done this so organically if she had just come in so organically because I think that's what made her so great is even yeah. as over the top as she was in her first two seasons she was herself and it feels like coming in this season she's not herself even Whitney I liked you know I like that we're breaking up with the Mormons I think Heather's break up with the Mormon church is more genuine authentic and compelling than Whitney's because Whitney's never really shown us this side of her until now yeah. that it felt yeah. like and even being like I printed out the contract and here is the contract and I'm right. signing the contract like I feel like these women just like Drew with the dog bones and throwing them you know it's so trying too hard and right. it, uh-huh. what it is is housewives has become such a there's already a mold right and we're right. trying so hard to become a meme we're trying so hard to become a gift we're trying so hard to have a moment of Monique Samuels with the binder at the Potomac reunion. Like we're trying to have these moments so hard now and it's not honest yeah. anymore. And I, think, genuine. Yeah. and I
1: think that's why Beverly Hills is doing so well because that exchange between Ka- Kathy and Kyle was, was real. real. It was real. And Kyle was so her... And Kathy, clearly she was hurt too. was trying to make it better, but I mean, it's hard to get that. I mean, unless you have sisters or, you know, I I think that's maybe what they have to invest in is a show where they're, they're, it is relatives um, or, or, you know, you got to have a genuine connection because um, and and a connection that's lasted decades, because I think that you could sense the hurt in Kyle and Kathy. And um, but, you know, it's like, do do I think that Drew cares a lot about? Uh, oh God, what is her name? The one she threw a dog bone at. Sure. Um, no, Drew from Atlanta. It was Sheree's um, Ch- 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 friend. It was the Ch- the yeah. one that she called. Who I, I can't even remember her name right now. But but it's like, do do I think that Drew Sadoro really cares about this woman? No, no I really don't. So um,
0: I think yeah. even seeing I know everyone's like, we need to get rid of the Fox Force Four. I think seeing Kyle and Dorit fight an aspect like those to me are so much more compelling or just for me, like those are real relationships that, you know, the stakes are a lot higher for them and yep. they're going to work hard to repair that. Or even Kyle and Erica, when they were fighting, they came back together, even seeing Erica as nasty as it was seeing her be like, I don't care about anybody else but me. That moment was just so raw. Yeah. And I mean, that's one thing that I respect about erica is she's and she even said in one of these recent episodes like you know the ones with the most to hide are the ones that are you know the most buttoned up but she's like i've got nothing to lose at this point so she's just putting it all on the table and i think that there's something you know that hooks us about that even when we are angry at what she's saying and the awful things that may come out of her mouth sometimes i just think there's something about that that is you know Captivated. even that therapy
1: therapy scene the therapy with her session, was, yeah yeah it was um clearly you know it was produced she did i think it was i think erica's no dummy and she you know she's like i'm gonna go I'm not gonna wear a stitch of makeup i'm gonna put my hair in a bun and i'm gonna look like a damaged woman and but even including considering that i think that she was having an honest moment um, with her therapist as much as she could while cameras are on her. Um, and it was hard not to sympathize with her a little bit. Um, I I struggle with Erica. I think, um, you know, it's like with Sutton, it's like, they're pleading with her to just like, it's not going to hurt you, Erica. It's not going to hurt you legally. If you say something terrible happened and people are suffering and you know what I mean? It's just, so I, I, I think that I struggle with that, but you know, um, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, but then she says, you see the therapy session, you, you feel better about, you know, not hating her. And then, and then she says, I don't care about anyone. And it's like, maybe she didn't mean that. Maybe she didn't. I, I don't know. She's, she, it's, it's hard with me for Erica. Some people are very much support her. Some people just demonize her. Yeah. Um. I, I'm on the fence with her. Um. She, I think she's a complicated one. But see, but
0: doesn't that make the show so much more interesting to watch? It's because you have these people, these characters that make you feel conflicted, that make you feel like you want, you're watching this story unfold and you're like, I don't know which way it's going to go. Do I like this person? Do I not like this person? It's not like a blind, like, I just stand this one housewife. You know what I mean? It's like, and I think all of these characters really kind of make the formula for Beverly Hills so great, and that's why we continue you to watch it every week
1: I mean their lives are really big yeah and, and I think that's part of the attraction of the show is that you have um Kyle who's has histories in the business and you have Erica who you know is embroiled in this huge you know lawsuit and financial scandal um you know even Rinna you know she's been married to, to someone who you some would consider an icon of television and film, I guess, to an extent. So they, you know, these are people who lead big lives. So yeah. ultimately there's going to be high drama and high stakes. Um, so that, so that, yes, it, it does make the show interesting. So I think that's why Beverly Hills is is doing so well. Um, it's, it's gotta be hard to keep it up. And I'm sure the pressure's on Andy and, and company to to do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, Erica does make the show interesting. I, I don't know. I feel really, really conflicted about erica you know what what eric what i stuck on with erica too is that her music career like i remember you know being an editor getting those press releases way back when this was before she was on housewives that there's this new pop star on the scene in erica jane and i you know i remember watching the videos and thinking oh my what is that like who is she appealing to and it just was um it just seemed like the lowest common denominator stuff. And like, it's just, and I think from the presumption that a lot of gay people will just take anything that's like bright and shiny and colorful and glamorous. And it's like, we're a little, a lot of us are a little more discerning than that, Eric, <laughs> you know, like, you, you know, and, and yeah. so someone's like, Oh, she's bringing her music career back. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure there's a, there's a few people clamoring for that. Well, come
0: on, but expensive I'm- is a bop. It's expensive to be me. Is 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 kind of. I mean, some of the older stuff I can't really subscribe to. But I mean, expensive was great. What was the other one? Yeah. How many F's do I give? I mean, I think expensive is probably her best hit. But
1: right. I mean, but expensive from a 2022 lens is yeah, like well, oh it, but
0: it didn't God. come out in 2022. That's like I that's know, like holding the Billie Jean, you know.
1: Yeah, it's true. I I don't know. It's just it's it's fun, I guess, but it's you know, she's (laughs) it's not my cup of I like dance music. I like techno, but it was just like I I, I don't know. Where all the money must have all the money that paid for that career, it must have just gone into hair makeup and clothes, I have to think. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know.
0: It went into making the shiny, the shiny doll that is Erica Jane. (laughs) <laughs> um, Neil, thank you so much yeah. for joining the podcast today. This was such a blast. It where can so where can everybody go to keep up with your content to read some of um, your pieces?
1: I am on tweets? Twitter at nbroverman, and just you know, please check out you know the, the sites that and web and magazines that I work for, The Advocate out. Traveler and plus we have uh, out magazine we just had um, Billy Eichner and Luke McFarland on the cover so they uh, for bros which you know is getting great reviews which I'm very excited about um, so that's on our new cover so that you can read the story at out.com and uh, advocate.com for the advocate and outtraveler.com for that site and yeah um, you yeah, know tweet at me at, at and Groverman I, I do love talking about housewives it's a fun distraction to me and and you know you know with my friend zach he's got opinions too just don't be hateful this is all this is fun for us it's not that deep yeah it's not that deep so so let's just be nice to each other
0: Yes. Thank you so much, Neil Broverman. Everybody go give him a follow on Twitter at nbroverman and be nice to us on Twitter. You guys can follow me at just Plain all over the internet. If you want to follow the show and get the latest reality TVT, you can follow at no filter with Zach and be sure to subscribe to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday or catch live streams on the YouTube at YouTube.com slash just plain Zach every Tuesday and Thursday, and lots of fun, exclusive members only content. And be sure to stock up on some no filter wine at nofilterwine.com. All right, guys. Love you, mean it. Bye.